0: Uh, it is my pleasure to be with you, and to start, only to start, with the Biblical guidelines. I have already seven presentations similar to this one. And I chose only five texts from the Bible, because to talk about Biblical foundations for the leadership in uh, uh, one hour, it's not possible. It's only possible to start to introduce you. I remember that my professor in France, he was the professor of systematic theology, and uh, he decided to write a manual of systematic theology. And then he said that he will have one book of introduction to the systematic theology. And then he started with four books of introduction. So right now, I think that he is writing uh, the 12th book of his systematic theology. So it is almost the same for the leadership. Uh, when you start, you understand how huge it is. And you cannot um, forget so many texts from the Bible. So I chose five of them, hoping... That uh, we will find enough of food for for ourselves uh, and for our um, encouragement to do leadership. So I hope that you are all ready to bo- to be leaders. I hope. If not, uh, it would be almost um, difficult for me um, to um, present. Uh, I I cannot present things if you are not ready to act. So you understand? This is the reality. So you need to act. I would like, just as introduction, I would like to tell you that um, when you start your leadership, don't expect the results immediately. I'm giving you my uh, experience I was 17 years old, I think, around, and I studied music, violin. And in my church we had, my church was about 400 members, and we had a big youth choir. And when I was 17, someone said uh, that I will be the choir director, because I attended music school, school of music, I don't know how to say conservatory and um, this is how I was in front of 70 people, 70 young people in general 18 to 28, 9, 30 Uh, this was a big church, a lot of young people and you imagine when you do a mistake in front of 70 people it's even worse if they are young than they are old if they are old, they will forgive you easily. But if they are young, they will make your life really difficult. So this is, this is the reality. And uh, if you know the, the, the music in general, in each measure you have uh, two, three, four, how to say, beats. Uh, and... Uh, The song, a very no easy song for a youth choir, started on the fourth beat. So as I was not with experience, for me, I started one, two, three, and I hope for them that they will start on the fourth beat. But for them, it was the sign that they take a, a, how to say, breathe, to breathe. And um, at the end, I had the organ, I had the piano and some instruments, and uh, it was a mess. So we started uh, in a wrong way, and probably two or three measures after, it was a silence. And I became uh, red as a tomato, and I didn't know what to do. And then someone said to me, start from the beginning. So we start from the beginning. Everything was okay. And right after the song, I said, I will never be a choir director. Never, never, never. If I tell you how many times I was choir director after, it would not be good because I will talk about myself. But somehow, after having my master in uh, choir direction and orchestra direction i understood that you you will not think about the beginning of your activities as a reference for what you can do uh, mistakes are normal at the beginning of what you are doing it is everywhere so sometimes mistakes have huge consequences if you are a beginner as a surgeon it's better for you to be with someone who is an excellent surgeon because if not someone will die because of your lack of experience so if you are only a choir director it will be easy what is the consequence a mistake you start again and that's it but somehow, it is very important. So it is okay? It works? Okay. It is very important for us to, um, to have confidence even though we don't see results immediately. Someone said, uh, Alan, a very known philosopher in France, he said, because he had a question, a question was asked, Um, how can I be sure to be able to write a piece for theater? He said, very easy. Just do everything in theater, everything. All uh, tasks. Be familiar with theater. At the end, write 100 pieces for theater. Then come to me, and I will tell you if you are able to write one piece for theater. This is something like this. Are you able to preach? I don't know. Just preach 100 times and come to me, and then I will tell you if you are able to preach. <laughs> so if you start after the first sermon to say, uh, uh, it's not good. I will tell you something about my first sermon, and this is probably everywhere. At the beginning, I am not good. I need time to practice in order to be good in something. And so during my first sermon, I wrote everything, word, uh, every word. So I had a a bunch of, um, how to say, paper sheets, and I tried to make the best presentation possible. It was in my church, I was probably, I don't know, 17, 18 years old, and I started my sermon. Uh, It was um, hot weather, and they opened all the doors because air condition didn't work. uh, And so they opened all all the doors, uh, windows, everything. And somehow, uh, probably after 10 or 15 minutes of my sermon, Uh, We had uh, a wind, and the wind came to the chapel, I don't know. And suddenly all my nodes started to fly everywhere. And um, I saw young people trying to take the nodes to give me back. But I lost uh, completely... The focus. I didn't know exactly where I am, and even having notes, notes again. I remember a young man s- uh, sitting and trying to put all notes together in good uh, um, order. And at the end, he showed me, "You're here," and he left me. But I was here, but I didn't know, and I tried to do improvisation, but at the end, I said, oh, it is so hard to be a preacher. And so I said, it is is, um, with so many pressures. I said, this is not for me. This was my first reaction. I don't know how many sermons I did in my life after, but if I were listening to myself, I would not continue. I I was listening others, and they encouraged me to do what I was doing. So, right now, I have almost 30 years of ministry, and I don't think that right now a sermon or presentation is a big challenge for me. At the beginning, it was a huge, huge, huge challenge. So, the first thing, don't measure, don't evaluate yourself At the beginning wait and do the hard work and then you will see after i don't know two months three months six months even one year then you will see if you are really at ease and if it is good for you or you are probably better to do something else so at the beginning don't forget Don't evaluate yourself immediately. There is a requirement for this. You need to have an audience. You need to have a team supporting you 100%, even when it works, and especially when it doesn't work. (laughs) So you understand the question. If you have those without patience, They will not forgive you easily and they will say, oh, whatever, we will choose someone else. So then you cannot develop your uh, skills. And I would say this is not the best environment for you to do your leadership. So pray the Lord in order to know how to find those who are ready to give you the opportunity. So basically, there is another element attached to this one. Don't be in the first line immediately, first learn, observe others. Don't start uh, immediately as uh, president started vice president <laughs> no i am telling you so i am right now vice president but it is nothing with myself in general it is better to spend a lot of time learning from others than to be exposed because if you are really exposed then uh, your mistakes will be a big a huge challenge for for the group itself so i would like to suggest you several things first don't forget uh, the focus don't do so many things leadership means that you are able to do so many things but if you want to do leadership you want to do studies you want to do uh, to have fun with friends and so many other things at the end you will not have time for what is essential if you say leadership, okay, then may your first priority be to learn how to lead. You understand my my my, my point. So, David the notary said, I once heard someone say that success is not hocus pocus, but focus focus, which means that it is not just uh, let's do it and it will come magically. Uh, uh, with a wonderful result. In general, let's say a meeting like this is a lot of work during the year, if it would be, uh, how to say, uh, the proof that you have only once a year your meeting means that um, you need to prepare. There are so many things. You have not only speakers, but you have facility, uh, you have um, all organization, meals, and everything. So basically, it is difficult. So my advice is do less, but do good. So reduce the number of your activities in order to do things in the right way. And don't hesitate to practice, and to practice, and to practice. This is probably the essential part to practice. Uh, Anne Voskamp said, practice is the hardest part of learning, and training is the essence of transformation. I remember when I came to Austria, um, in Bogenhofen I spent uh, five weeks uh, learning—not really re- learning, but trying to um, to know well German. I already spoke German, but it was very good for the Union uh, from Austria. They said you need probably a little bit of time after working in a French country, then to uh, to work um, to work with uh, with German people we will give you five weeks to study German and I was there and the first class on a board the professor wrote someone knows German no among you do you know German so I will say in in German and then you will understand very easily. Deutsche Sprache, Sprache is a language, if you want. Deutsche, which means German, German language. Ist nicht schwere Sprache. Schwere means means hard. It's not a hard language. Aber zu lernen sehr schwer ist. But to learn, it's really hard. (laughs) It's only during the time of learning that you will see that it is difficult. When you know a language, then it's very easy. (laughs) It's almost a joke, but it's not a joke. It's true. Um, Learning is a difficult process. But don't hesitate to ask questions again and again to do things until you understand. Then it's easy. Uh, we understand too quickly and we practice not enough when we uh, how to say understand it is important to practice then we will learn very quickly I had another uh, director of radio station and I was there with my pastor and another pastor assistant pastor and this director of the radio station a seven day adventist station working 24 hours a day in france he came every monday uh, to our pastors meeting in order to know how to work with the radio so we had so many programs together and once when he came one day uh, he asked me some difficult question and i started to explain to him all details all details And he answered to me. It was very interesting, his answer. He said, Pastor, I understand very quickly when you explain it to me very slowly. (laughs) So (laughs) don't hesitate to tell people, could you please explain me again? It's better to ask it several times than to do mistakes. But once you do mistakes, it's really hard to to come back. It's not possible. You did something wrong, it's wrong. So it is better to ask, even to ask again, to ask again until you're sure that you catch the vision and you know exactly how to do. So practice is so important. Do you know this text of Ellen White? It is a sin. Do you understand what is the sin? It is a sin to be heedless, purposeless, and indifferent in any work in which we may engage, but especially in the work of God. Do you understand? It's not, I want to be a leader that will qualify you. So in order to be a leader... You need, you need preparation. And you need to understand that indifference is not possible for leaders. Indifference is against the concept of leadership. So basically, we need to have a clear vision of what we want to do in order to be a good leader. If not, it is a sin. it's not myself telling you this. It is Ellen White explaining very well. So she says every enterprise connected with his cause should be carried forward with order, forethought, and earnest prayer. Faithful standard bearers for God and his truth are wanted, and many are ready to respond to the call. As these see the iniquity and violence that exist in consequence of making void the law of God, they will see greater reason than ever to reverence that law and will greatly prize its righteous restraining influences. Content and reviling increases their love for the precepts of Jehovah. With David they will say, it is time for the Lord to work for they have made void thy law. I wanted to give you the context, because when we see a sin uh, to be indifferent in any work, and especially in the work of God, I wanted to tell you that it is always necessary to come back to the Lord. This is the main purpose of the leadership in the work of God. More we are um, how to say, or how, how, how to explain this, if we are far from God, then we have a greater need for a good leadership. Because then it is a hard task to come back to the Lord. Let's just remind you something that probably you know already, but it is good to know, that in Israel, in God's people, they had three different aspects of authority. The divine power, the authority, through the prophets. They had also the religious power, or authority, through the priests, and they had a civil power. The king, uh, wise men, ministers, or whatever you want. This is the civil power. In general, we know the religious power, the priest, and the civil power. The king and all those who work for the king. But however, God always had prophets. Do you know the King David? And do you know the prophet Nathan? Mm-hmm. The King David was with the civil power. And the prophet was not part of the religious power. Without someone coming from the Lord, it was possible for the civil power and even for the religious power to do whatever they wanted to do. So basically, the divine power or authority was necessary to balance everything and to help people not to do their leadership without the control of God himself. And this is why the prophet Nathan said, you are this man. You remember how he was courageous to say to the king, you took a decision, you are a leader, nobody can contest, apparently, the authority of the king. But I'm telling you, what you did, it's totally wrong because you are the man who challenged God himself. So basically, I would suggest to you, if you are a leader within the church, you are somewhere here, I would suggest to you to learn, to learn what the world can offer to you, useful for your leadership. It's always good. So basically, if you are studying uh, nutrition, if you are studying engineering, if you are studying whatever you are studying, just do the best that you can and be an accomplished leader in the world. And then use what you learned there for your leadership but I would like to tell you <laughs> even though you are a religious leader with the knowledge and qualities that you can find in the world don't forget that your success will depend not of the religious authority or of the civil authority of the wisdom of the world the only success will come If you are attached to the divine power if you have the Bible as the counselor and the Bible will tell you this is wrong that then you are uh, you have a choice to follow or to refuse to follow but somehow you cannot be the reference for yourself don't forget you cannot be the reference for yourself Right now I'm going through five texts very quickly. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 15 to 21. Leadership in the Bible is always a challenging full-time ministry. Oh, good. Good, good, perfect. Thank you. Leadership in the Bible is always a challenging full-time ministry and God is qualifying us for it. Why I'm telling you because working for ECYC, for the youth department, for the church, as elders, as deacons, and I'm just reminding you, I expect that young people take, accept responsibilities on all levels. To be an elder of the church, if you are 20 or 25 or 30, it's normal. Jesus called 12 disciples, and they were 18 to 30 years old. Uh, Who is the youngest one here? (laughs) I don't know. Who is the youngest one? 20? Less than 20? Okay, so you or you? Could you imagine to have the responsibility of an apostle. It's huge. It's huge. And God said, I need you. He chose young people. Old people like myself, 56 years old, we think about grandchildren. We think about uh, retirement. We think uh, about... uh, pain in the back we don't think in priority energy of course we give the best that we can give but we don't have energy we don't have even (coughs) enthusiasm and skills physical skills to make the difference so I would suggest to you to accept to accept to work as leaders. So basically, I'm trying here to explain uh, um, the situation of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of the most known prophets, an excellent prophet, one of the best known in the Bible. Uh, Daniel understood uh, the message coming from God the is coming from God after reading the book of the prophet Jeremiah. And uh, um, we can say that everything that we know about the Old Testament is because of the prophet Jeremiah. Because the prophet Jeremiah wrote his book when everything was destroyed. The, 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 ear, the, the earth was uh, uh, void. As, uh, how do how they say, without form and void, Tohu Wabohu, as uh, God uh, said at the beginning during the creation uh, texts, you know that you start at the beginning with uh, the expression Tohu Wabohu. And uh, this is Jeremiah. In chapter 4, he said, Everything is destroyed, there is nothing. The king Nebuchadnezzar came and he took. Uh, uh, young people all skilled people all leaders they were in Babylon nobody was in Jerusalem and he said what can we do and there were so many of uh, leaders in um, desperation how to say they were um, they went through difficult time depression we can say at, on, on the minimum that we can say, it was the depression. But during the depression time, uh, Jeremiah had a vision, and he had, he had a vision that God will take care of his people. And he said, "After 70 years, I will come back, and I will make uh, you uh, my people again." So Jeremiah believed. He wrote everything. And Daniel, in Babylon, he was reading the book <clears throat> of the prophet Jeremiah. And he understood that God will be again with his people. But, however, even though he had the wonderful words, you know, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. I have great projects for you in order to give you future and hope. Even though the same prophet Jeremiah says, I sat alone because of your hand. Why is my pain perpetual and my wound incurable? I would like to tell you, if you are a leader, it will not be just pleasure, pleasure and pleasure sometimes it will be pain pain and pain and you spend your day and you come back you don't see your children you don't see your wife you open the Bible and you have no spiritual I how to say physical strength to start to read the book because you are exhausted it's too hard because you deal with the difficult, difficult, difficult questions. And this is what happened to Jeremiah. At the beginning, he was so glad to read the Bible and to rejoice himself, what God said to him. But then he said, I did not sit in the assembly of the mockers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone. A leadership is... Uh, Um, ministry that you will do if you want or you don't want alone. This is... uh, Do you understand the word solitude from France? This is solitude. If you want to say leadership, you can put another word. This is the word solitude. You cannot avoid this. If you want only to be with friends, uh, with mom, dad, um, uh, brothers and sisters, it's good. But when you start to be a leader, you will so many times be alone, and especially in difficult situations. I sat alone because of your hand. When you start to work as leader for God, you are with God. But here, when you look on the visible part of your ministry, you are so many times alone. But don't be afraid. This is not a problem. This is not a problem. This is the reality. Why is my pain? Sometimes you will ask questions to God himself. say, Lord, why do I need to go there? I remember one time I asked this, and immediately because I already... I had the opportunity to teach the prophet Jeremiah to students in Europe. I said, and I said, Lord, please forgive me. I asked, I said a a wrong question. Sometimes you will ask God, why? And I said to my God in Quebec, Lord, I didn't come here for this, and to to tell you what was the, the situation. Uh, i just came i was probably some months president and then we were without uh, windfall for tight and suddenly they told me eight hundred twenty thousand dollars of deficit and the first analysis we need to um, terminate six people everybody said i ask division i ask union Six budgets to reduce. And I said to my Lord, Lord, I didn't come here for termination. I came to preach the gospel. I I wanted to help people to grow. And right now you tell me, terminate six people. This is not my, my job. This is not my, how to say, personality. This is not my desire. I refuse. I refuse. So day we, we saved one. So we, we had still five budgets to find. And then I was literally, you know, physically I was sick. I was sick. One week I could not come to my job because it was too hard. When you understand this, why is my pain perpetual Is my wound incurable? You cannot find the solution, humanly speaking. And God was good. And then we reduced to four. And then we reduced to three. And we come to, to the constituency. And they said there is no other solution. And we find we we terminated three. And we found the job for one. And then we found the found job for the second one. And we were still sick because of the last one. And then he found the job himself. And then I was relieved, I would say, probably nine months after the beginning of our decision. But I can tell you, this is not easy, because you know, if you fire someone, he has a wife, he has uh, children, he has projects, he has a normal life. How could you just imagine to terminate someone? This is beyond our understanding. I can understand the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I sat alone because of your hand and you will be very, very solitary in all these difficult decisions. But I am continuing what is, this is what God said to him. It's, a, it's a incredible. Even though Jeremiah is alone, even though um, he considers that the situation is too difficult for him and that he did nothing wrong, God is telling him something very important. When you are in a very difficult situation, just remind yourself that through this difficult situation, God is sending you a call to come back to him, to return to him. Could you imagine that the prophet Jeremiah was one of the best-known prophets in the Bible, and he was in need of repentance? He was in need of conversion, as we say. He was in need to renew his relationship with God. This is the story. God says to him, God, God doesn't answer, Jeremiah, I understand you. It's difficult. I will be with you. I will encourage you. This is how he said to other people. But he said to Jeremiah, if you return, then I will bring you back. You shall stand before me. If you take out the pres- pressures from the w- vial, you shall be as my mouth you understand the, the, the message the message is yes you're in a difficult situation but you need me you need to return to me if the Prophet Jeremiah needs to return back to the Lord why not myself mm-hmm. so when the difficulty in your leadership comes come back to the Lord This is almost the same thing as Martin Luther said. Regularly I pray one hour, two hours, three hours. Every day. But when I have a difficult time, then I pray four hours, five hours, six hours. We are acting too much, and we are not praying enough. Especially when the problem comes. And this is why I would like to suggest to you, you are in a difficult situation that you cannot solve humanly. Just understand it as a call of God to come to Him because He is the Almighty God. He has all wisdom necessary to solve your problem. And never bear your problem alone leadership is a ministry that you will do it alone but never bear problems alone if you are representing an institution share ask work with others and this is so so important and God says I will deliver you i will be with you to save you i will deliver you from the hand of the wicked and i will redeem you from the grip of the terrible which means he was in an unfriendly situation adversity was everywhere but i would say the best uh, um, decision of jeremiah was to return back to the lord this is how we can understand. This is a, a very known text quotation of dwive Jeddes. He said, protecting the institution should always come second to doing what is right. Ultimately, that will be what protects the organization. So don't forget, if you want to protect the institution... Doing something wrong, you are doing wrong thing for yourself, and you are not protecting the institution. So the best is not to think what could be the easiest way, but to think what would be the right way to give glory to God. And this will protect the institution. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart. I will try to help you to understand, um, do you know what the Jewish people, what they have on their doors, true Orthodox Jews? They have something on their doors, you know? This is a piece of metal, and inside there is a, a scroll, with the text of the Deuteronomy chapter 6. It is not Ten Commandments, but Deuteronomy chapter 6. And this text is called Shema Israel. Here, or listen, I don't know, here, Israel. Uh, God is the only God, and you shall love your God with all your heart, and so on. It is on, the, on all Jewish doors. Shema. The word shema, which means to listen, to hear, is the same root as understanding. The literal, how to say, a normal translation would be, therefore give to your servant a listening heart. This is as you read. Then you start to, you say, what is this a listening heart? In Hebrew to say wisdom means someone who is able to listen. This is the same root. To say wisdom in Hebrew, in the text of the, the, the language of the, the Old Testament, to, um, how to say to be wise means to be able to listen. In fact, Solomon said, I would like to be a leader, but a teachable leader. I need to learn a lot. Help me to be able to listen to you. This is understanding heart. And we say uh, the wisdom is to understand. Ah, I can connect. This is not. It's first to listen. And the listening is the beginning. And God said... That speech pleased the Lord, and God said, "Because you have asked this thing, a listening heart, then I will give you everything above." So the the basic element for the leadership is really to be able to listen. Don't take your decisions alone. First, listen, and especially listen those with experience. They spend probably... So, you, you are in difficulty. You, you need to reduce the number of people working in your institution. Before you, so many people already were in the same situation. Ask them what was good, what was wrong, what they learned from their mistakes. Just don't accept to go quickly. Accept um, to listen And this is the beginning of the wisdom. And I'm going um, another text of Ellen White. The Lord sends his messenger to correct the erring, however highly they may regard themselves. He asks that they submit their judgment to his control. This is so important. They submit their judgment to his control. Every soul must be under discipline to God to occupy an exalted position is not always evidence that the Lord has placed an individual in that position. So I can say I'm the vice president of the church in Canada, but it is nothing. The only measure of my, how to say, um, that I'm matching to the position of leadership that they ask me to do is if I am, uh, I am um, ready to submit my judgment to God's control. This is the only. So whatever your position is, the position is not important. The task for the glory of God is important. The task in himself is in itself is not important, but the task for the glory of God is important. So you will do only what will make um, important the name of, of the Lord. The third aspect, probably this is the most important, the most powerful. It's about the leadership as a covenant. And this is in the book of Malachi. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. In fact, leadership can be understood only if we see it as an order coming from God. God says, this is the commandment. And so the commandment is to give glory to his name. This is so, so important. And when you see, my covenant was with him, one of life and peace. Can I say one of the most important aspects in an institution is to build a peace, and the peace cannot be built without God's presence, without attachment to God's law, even though I accept 100% that we are saved by grace and this is not through our works, you cannot find peace without God's law. You cannot steal, you cannot lie, you cannot do all wrong things and say, oh, I want peace. This is just <laughs> impossible. So basically, uh, everything that we have here is the part of God's covenant with leaders. Um, the fourth aspect, I am finishing in two minutes, the leadership is only for courageous people. He says not once, but several times, he says very clearly, be strong and of good courage, because you will have a, a difficult task. We, we could say Mo- Moses did a difficult task, and uh, Joshua, it was easy, because he had only to divide uh, the promised land, but I can guarantee you that it is so huge. When you have to say someone you will have this part and you will have this one, this is immediately the reason for problems. And the the last aspect that I would like to tell you is uh, leadership requires organizational skills. A true leader with God will never work alone but will include the maximum of people. And this was the story of Moses. Moses was one of the greatest leader that we know. And uh, what we know also, that he was just working and working and working without thinking to involve everybody. But uh, the father-in-law was wiser, smarter than himself. And God used uh, the father-in-law He was not from God's people, but he used him in order to tell him that it is really important to organize everything. So my suggestion would be organize, involve people. Um, If you want to go fishing, just alone, it will take time, and probably you, you could even take no fish. But if you are several and you have a net, I guarantee you that it is totally different. This is the same story. We can evangelize alone. But the true evangelism is the evangelism of an institution, of a local church, of a conference. All of us, when we work, imagine in Quebec we had 6,000 people. Here in Canada we have 64,000 people right now, Seventh-day Adventists, which means baptized, 64,000 people. If everyone comes with one soul, you have 120 seven day Adventists in Canada it would be huge but we don't know to put together our strength and to work strongly as, as Moses did so basically I'm so sorry not to give you the opportunity to ask questions but if you want I have no problem when we finish with prayer let's pray our heavenly father thank you so much for the wonderful opportunity that we had to listen to your word thank you for these texts reminding us the leaders from the Old Testament we think about Solomon, we think about Malachi we think about Jeremiah, Moses Joshua I'm sure that you will inspire us in order to be solid leaders and to accept to do things according to your will and always with a desire to give glory to you. Lord, you are important and we have uh, young people here. We would like to see them involved uh, in this important task of building your kingdom. Lord, please help us uh, who are not young, not to discourage them, but to help them to do exactly what you want them to do and to be strongly attached to your word. Be with the leadership of ECYC and help these Uh, supporting ministry to work uh, with your blessings in order to do their mission as they did in the past with your strength, with your power and we know that you will come very soon please Lord help us to be ready and uh, help us also to do all things together uh, in the right way listening to your will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse dot org.